A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Piki mai, kaki mai, and welcome. From RNZ National, here's our changing world. With just 124 adults, the kakapo population needs every new bird it can get, and this year looks set to produce record numbers of chicks. Alison Rings, Department of Conservation in Kakapo and Takahe Recovery Program Scientist Andrew Digby, who begins by explaining that a kakapo breeding season doesn't come along every year. Normally it's about every, on average about every two and a half years we have a breeding season, and this year's looking like it could be our biggest year ever. Previously, the, the biggest year was 33 chicks in 2009, um, and we don't want to make too many predictions yet, but it's looking like we're going to have, um, probably should well exceed that, I think, this year. So how have things been going so far? How many females have mated? Lots. So on Fenua we have had 19 of the 33 females mated, so it's Codfish Island, and the surprise for us, I guess, is on Anchor Island, where we've had 20 out of the 22 females mated and in fact there may even be another one that's mated as well there's a bird missing with the transmitter failed so there's nearly all of the females on anchor island have have mated so far now you said it was a bit of a surprise explain why you've been a bit surprised well i mean it was it was something that was at the back of our minds we predict on the remu so on the remu fruiting and we knew the remu fruiting this year was quite good on anchor but then we had a cold windy spring and that's knocked a lot of the fruit back so based on those predictions on Rimu we're actually only predicting about three nests but we know that kakapo have traditionally bred in response to beach masting and there is a big beach mast this year in Fjordland so we we, we knew that was a possibility but it's looking like um, on this this year they're actually breeding in response to beach on anchor. You've got birds on Fenuaho, Codfish Island and on Anchor Island anywhere else? Yeah, we have um, a population of 10 kakapo on Hoturu, Little Barrier Island. We had breeding there one nest with three eggs that produced two chicks in 2014. And what's happening this year? This year we've had mating there, which is quite exciting. So we've had two females, Lisa and Heather, have mated on Hoturu. But not quite at the nesting stage yet? No, we don't know anything about nests yet, so we'll wait to find out. But there's just four females there, so to have two of them have mated and they've mated more than once as well which is good um, news for fertility so yeah we've got our fingers crossed for that one we've got something in the range region of 41 out of 59 females across all those islands have, have mated so yeah it's a really good year for us one of the birds who's bred on anchor is a very special fjordland bird can you tell me a bit about her yeah, so that's Kuia. She's just one of three kakapo, which is of Fiordland descent. So the only surviving kakapo um, from Fiordland was Richard Henry. He died in 2010, and he had three offspring, two males and one female. And so the female Kuia has bred on anchor this year. So what's happened with Kuia's eggs? Um, well, Kuia had three eggs. One of them died as an embryo, but two have now hatched. One of them hatched um, last week on Fenuaho, and another has hatched on Anchor Island. So the one on Fenoho Codfish Island, I assume that must have been one that was being artificially incubated. Yes, that's right. It was transferred very carefully from Anchor Island to Fenoho and it was in an artificial incubator and hatched, hatched there too. And it should be going back up to a nest with a real mother kakapo sometime, and hopefully tonight. And what happened with the egg that was left on Anchor Island? That hatched too. That hatched in an incubator as well. 
this is the most safe option is for us to actually incubate them artificially. And with Kuia, she was having really bad nest attendance. She actually nested in a seal colony, and there was loads of sandflies there. So it was actually she was on and off the nest a lot, and so those, those eggs would have failed if we'd left them um, in her nest. And the good news for us as well is that um, she's remated. She's mated again, so it's looking like she might nest again. The chick that's hatched, do you have any way of telling at the moment what its sex is, or is that something that's going to have to wait? Well, we think we can get a good idea from bill size, and we think it's a female so far. The females tend to have a narrower bill than the males. We Definitively, we normally wait for genetic testing, but yeah, we're quite confident that it probably is a female, which would be great news. Now, clearly the birds actually haven't finished breeding yet, but at the moment, what are you guessing in terms of possible numbers of chicks? Yeah, it's difficult to say. Um, so far, we've got... 15 fertile eggs on Fenuaho, and we've got 41 eggs on Anchor, but only about probably about 40% of those are fertile. Um, if I was being really optimistic, I'd say 40 ticks, but we really, you know, it's difficult to say those sort of numbers. It's still very early days. I'm certainly hoping that we might exceed the 33 that we got in 2009. But it's going to be a very busy time for you anyway over the next few months. It is extremely busy. And um, this year is a kind of an interesting one for us because we're, because it's such a big year um, and we have a lot more technology now than we used to. So we're actually stepping back a little bit in some of our nest management. We have, we're getting a little bit more hands-off than we have been in the past. And that's something we, we have to do um, for the future. Once we get more and more carcapore, we have to be a little bit less intensive every breeding season. So it's a really important learning for us. Now, you started this kākāpō breeding season with 125 adult birds. It's now down to 124. Tell me about Smoko, the bird who died. Yeah, we, we went to AI, um, artificially inseminate, and get semen collection from Smoko on Fenuaho last Tuesday, and we found him dead. He was only freshly dead, and it looked like he'd been in a fight with his neighbour, Teatapō. We're not sure of that yet. We're still waiting for post-mortem results, but, yeah, that looks like that was the case. He was a founder bird, and he was one of the old original Stuart Island birds, and so he was quite important to us. Um, but it's one of those things that happens in the breeding season. There's often a lot of fighting, and yeah, these things can happen. And you have also been losing some of those original Stuart Island birds are just dying from old age as well, aren't they? Yes, that's right. As we as we go on, we're definitely noticing more of these older birds are starting to starting to die. So we might be reaching the end of the, the age range for a lot of that cohort of males. Now, the artificial insemination that you mentioned, why are you doing that? The reasons for doing that, there's two reasons. One is to increase fertility. We find that the more often a female mates, and especially if she mates with different males, the eggs tend to be much more fertile. And also just for genetics, to preserve some of the genetics of these, of these birds, especially the founders. Some birds have never produced offspring, so we're really, really keen to try and, and make sure that they do, whether it's through artificial insemination or through natural matings. Um, as, as soon as possible before they die. And it's especially true for the fjordland birds. We have two fjordland males, Gulliver and Sinbad. They've never produced offspring, so we've been doing quite a lot of semen collection and artificial insemination with them this year. So how many artificial inseminations have you carried out? Um, we've carried out 10 so far, and there's still a few more to go. This is all happening on Fenuaho. And that was scientist Andrew Digby from Doc's Kakapo and Takahe Recovery Programme. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. Check out our webpage for photos and web features. rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. Kia ora mai. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. 
or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. <laughs> 